Get the gum out of your ears and listen up, you inbred degenerate screwheads. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Richard. And I'm Chris. This is the Evil Dead cast episode 24. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I like yeah. the magic. Doing okay. It started snowing here today, so I'm a little disappointed about that, but uh, otherwise... You okay. hate that, don't you? Ooh, snow. Well, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, so I'm not. it's not like I'm not used to it, but... It's been really warm for a few weeks, unusually warm, and now all of a sudden it's snowing, so typical. Yeah. We're yeah. in, Richard and I are in Modesto where we grew up and where in the last 40 years it has snowed, I think, twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not used to it. No, that's nice. That's nice. Well, we're in for winter here now, so what can you do? Winter has come. All right. Wrong show, but let's get started with this one. <laughs> Attention shoppers, Deadcast Top 3 in 5, 4, 3, 2. <laughs> All right, it's our Deadcast Top 3 this week. It's our Top 3 highlights for Season 2, Episode 8, I believe. Ashy Slashy. Yep, good old Ashy. <laughs> Although he didn't do a lot of slashy this time, did he? I know. He was no. practically... Not even in the episode, which was <laughs> odd, unless you count his puppet. But the, yeah, the puppet had more more scenes than he did, I think. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, more more uh, switching it up. Last week we got a lot of Ash. This week not so much. So what did you think, Chris? Uh, you know what? I, I liked it quite a bit. And I mean, the first thing I realized, of course, is that it this episode means that last week's episode was not all in Ash's mind, which we thought. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole thing last week was an elaborate ruse set up by Ball to trick Ash. Um, and for some reason, knowing that now, I almost liked last week's a little more. Not that I didn't enjoy it, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I liked it and I liked this one quite a bit. It had a really cool haunted house sort of feel to, to me and uh, I enjoyed that. I, li I like that we didn't really know what was going on last week and it was fun to imagine that maybe it was all in his head but now the sort of revelation that there were actually people i guess right reg yeah. and this skeeved out heroin addict insane asylum yeah. girl were probably he ash was just seeing them as kelly and pablo yeah and so that's like oh cool it just you know it's fun when you um think something is a certain way and then it's kind of a trip to realize it's actually something else. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see Linda and the sheriff in the asylum with, you know, with Ball doing what Ball was asking them to do. But at the same time, right. I was like, oh, we, we kind of predicted that. Why am I surprised? But it was <laughs> cool to see it. Yeah, and that's another thing we learned, that Linda actually was really Linda, and she was just faking it yeah. because that's what Ball told her to do. Yeah. It was a that's... weird mix of, of supernatural and, and reality, though, because, yeah. like you said, Ash was... He was imagining those inmates as his friends or was ball you know influencing his mind to a certain degree to make him see that to try and uh turn him against them yeah turn him against them exactly so it was part real part 
supernatural and, mm-hmm. and then they good. dragged it out too it was like halfway through the episode i was like well is ash possessed or not i'm yeah. starting to get a little scared here <laughs> come on ash uh, yeah see i just figured he was but once it turned out he wasn't i was like ah rich was right that's cool but here wait here's one thing that i don't quite get and maybe it's not important to get it but i'll bring it up anyway is that so we found out that you know there were actually really people and and ash was probably just seeing them as his friends but um i think last week we saw uh, fake Kelly like totally mutilate fake Pablo right didn't he like didn't she like rip his heart out yeah or, I know? was then, I was wondering about that too because then Ash is sitting there watching the video of himself doing those doing things it. and then we see Reg this time hanging but he seems physically intact yeah so it doesn't totally line up but it, it's okay because it's this whole thing where we're not sure what's real and what's not yeah right That's my and if and, and and again, Ash is in a real place, but partly hallucinating things. Yeah, so right. he could have just been seeing something on the video that Ball wanted him to see. And, yeah. uh, and you know, so that's what I mean. It was a mix and you're not really sure what's real and what's not, which is cool. Right. Okay. Well, I, you know, this episode I personally thought had some really great moments, but also had some moments that weren't my favorite. So overall, I would say it was kind of an average episode, but Maybe my opinion will change. Uh, I always do. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Chris, why don't you go first this time? Sure. Well, I think my number three first point would just be the number of the amount of death in this episode. And I know there's always death happening in in this show, a lot of deadites and so on. But I started running down the list, and Lacey died in this one. Sheriff Thomas died. Um, I guess Puppet Ash died. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you can consider him dying. Yeah. Um, for now, Ball is is dead. I I said maybe. We're I guess we're not a hundred percent sure about that. But, um, and then of course there's the really big one, which I don't know if I necessarily believe a hundred percent yet. But uh, and it feels like God, it feels like a spoiler to even say it. But at the end, <laughs> Pablo gets cut in half and appears to be dead. So. <laughs> I like, mean, he, he's gotten fake killed every episode, yeah. but this one seemed like it, it pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know how you recover from that. That's what I, I wrote. <laughs> oh, no, they killed Pablo. Those bastards. <laughs> I know. It's, it, I, and that's what I mean. Like, it seems really bad, and I don't feel like he can come back from this. But at the same time, I don't entirely believe that he's right. gone because it's no. Pablo, and they've got to find a way, right? So yeah. um, I don't know. It's... It's going to be crazy. And and we have two more episodes to go. So something's going to happen. But yeah, yeah, totally. O- if this overall, was the last episode, it, it might be different. You might think yeah. he's really gone. You might. Yeah, but I don't know. But overall, I think I feel like a more sort of living characters died in this one than we've seen in a while. Yeah, I had the same thing. I wrote down the exact same thing almost, Chris. I, I wrote down <laughs> the body count. I got eight <laughs> with the two guys. I was a little confused at first, though, who the guy was that was hanging and then who the guy that uh, Lacey turned into a... Uh, unicorn but uh <laughs> right. they're the <laughs> yeah they're the guard. security guards from, yeah. the, from the previous episode right but who is the guy who is the guy in the closet you remember that when the ruby and and pablo were hiding in the closet from ash there was another dead guy there who was that oh that guy you're right i'm not sure who that guy was yeah i think maybe he'd so been any, hanging there for a while yeah <laughs> anyways i got a body count of eight too i, I agree i think that's one had a really high body count a lot of death yeah I mean, and there hasn't been a ton of death lately in terms of living people. Well, I guess there has, but uh, main characters maybe. 
So, and I felt like this was just a little bit slightly more main characters, especially the last one. Were you sad to see the sheriff go? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> me either. <laughs> the guy kind of bugged me a bit, so uh, I was more sad to see his sort of whiny daughter go. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, that was Lacey. interesting that she got killed off screen, but that was just so that we would be surprised to find out she was a deadite. Mm. Yeah. She played a good yeah, deadite, right. too. She played a great deadite. One yeah. of the best. Her, that scream just made me want to... Yeah. Say, shut up. Playful laughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I like it. I know it's kind of cliche, but I like it when they do the whole thing where they're normal and then they close their eyes and they reopen their eyes and they're dead-eyed eyes. They do that a lot, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she did that when, when she was hugging her dad. And then I was thinking, too, you know, as a father myself, here's your daughter who's pleading for mercy, pleading for help pleading because she's yeah. in pain what are you supposed to do right. it's like no you're a dead eye i'm just gonna kill you no way you yeah. you're screwed if you're the dad you're screwed you're gonna, yeah you you're, can't you can't blame him yeah you're gonna be not. next yeah i <laughs> mean especially agree. if you especially if you haven't even seen that stuff before right you're gonna think oh maybe there's a way to save her yeah i mean if you've been through a lot of these and had to kill your own mother or something then then no. you'd be like no but if it's brand new. I felt bad for the sheriff a little bit in that respect. Yeah. But when he got his head ripped off, I mean, that was cool. This sheriff guy, he he's annoying he's a bit annoying to me too, but actually he's just trying to protect his town. Yeah. Right? And and with with the information that he has, I totally don't blame him for anything he's done so far. I mean, maybe hooking up with a demon guy wasn't so smart, but aside from that, um I don't blame him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trust Ash. <laughs> you know, you know? Yeah, no, no way. Okay, my turn, right? Because you had your top. Your yeah, we had body, body counts. counts. We had death. So my number three is is Pablo. I, you know, I just sometimes when something happens like that, I feel like why beat around the bush? You just want to get right to it. So it's like, holy shit, Pablo. Um, if he actually is dead, and if I had to bet, I would say no, but. I'm not sure. And if he actually is, then this will be the second time that we've interviewed someone who totally bullshitted us. <laughs> <laughs> because Dana DiLorenzo really made it out like they were going to have this, you know, moment where they decided whether they could be together or something. Yeah. I have a right. feeling she was totally bullshitting about that, Probably. whether he's alive or not. Probably. I mean, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, it's great. Like, I would do the same thing, yeah. actually. If I, was... I don't want her to tell us what's going to happen. I was actually surprised she was being so forthcoming about the plot, but now <laughs> we know. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I like the music because he just had a triumph and the music seemed kind of celebratory. And then he split in half and it just changed subtly, but it became more contemplative like oh look this big thing just happened so i thought that was a nice effect and just while i'm on pablo a couple other things i liked the ancient symbol streaming off of his skin over his thumbs into balls yeah. eye, eye sockets that was a cool effect. that was a pretty cool effect and even the way he was reading the incant speaking the incantation was really powerful and then the last thing is they kept making fun of ash's plan you know uh, how <laughs> use the pet tracker get get Pablo there and the yeah. rest will take care of itself. But it really kind of was that simple because Pablo told Ruby or maybe Ruby told Pablo that he knew the incantation to say to send Ball back. So you knew all you had to do was get them in the room together. Yeah. So. The problem was nobody took the plan seriously or even really realized it was a plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. He said it straight up. Right. I mm-hmm. know. I know. They even showed us that. But it's mm-hmm. it's like. 
it's like nobody was listening at the time, yeah, right? And then yeah. it all just kind of <laughs> fell into place. <laughs> I mean, he says so much stuff that is easy to laugh at that that yeah, just kind of right. fell right in with it. And then at the end, <laughs> right. he's like, well, that was my plan. My plan worked out perfect. He's like the quintessential hero in his own mind, you know. I had the plan and everything. <laughs> and it totally worked. Okay, Chris, what's your number two? Uh, well, I sort of wanted to talk a little bit about Ash as well and and just how he was used in this episode because he wasn't in it very much until the end. And they did the classic sort of mix between haunted house kind of genre and like horror stalker slasher. kind of genre slasher thing where yeah. he just appears in the background and he's always like right there behind you yeah. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty fun and I, and I liked it and, and I liked how the audience didn't know, didn't really know what was going on. We didn't know if Ash was really had his brainwashed or what until the end. And when it was revealed that he was faking it all and, uh, and it was just fun. I thought it was fun to watch him, be the bad guy even for a short time mm -hmm. and 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 harass our our characters and then just in terms of the haunted house type thing they split the characters up right um ruby and pablo were running away from ash kelly was doing her own thing um and you know there was it, it felt like there was danger around every corner for her and you didn't know what she was getting into and so i just enjoyed how this this episode was set up and how they used some of the characters in a little bit different ways yeah. yeah, and with Ash, I liked how, you know, this whole season has kind of been about him going back home and everybody perceives him as ashy slashy, this uh, kind of like campfire, um, you know, legend or something. And this, and he kind of became that in this episode for a little while. So that was pretty cool, which is why they called it that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, that's right. He became what, what everyone thinks he is or should be. And uh, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't real, it was fun to watch. And then you saw him standing there in his commando outfit. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, he's scary looking. He's kind of scary yeah. a little bit. I mean, it is like a like a slasher movie figure. Some dude in a commando outfit with a chainsaw for a hand. Yeah, <laughs> knowing Ashy, what he can slashy. do. Yeah, I bet you that's going to come out as a figure. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, probably. That's good. Commando I Ash. He, I was wondering where he got the outfit, but I guess it was just there. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. insane person had it. Okay, yeah. Rich. You know, it's a tie. I'm really curious how the dynamic between Linda and Ruby's going to play out now. Because now you got Linda, who's looks like she may join the cast for a few episodes, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then you got Ruby, and they're both really strong characters. It'll be interesting to see how that relationship plays out. And the other thing I had down was um, the puppet scene with with uh, with uh, Kelly. I thought that was pretty cool too. That was one of my favorite. Yeah, that that the one there had uh, had the comedy relief, you know, which made me laugh. <laughs> it was scary too, too though. It, Freaky, yeah, yeah. it's freaked me out to begin with. I don't like dolls, but uh, that that was cool. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, uh, what did it, the thing say that made me laugh? Uh, something about getting its cuffs, handcuffs. Wish I had my fluffy cuffs or something like that. <laughs> right <laughs> when he was talking to uh, the Kelly, I didn't catch that. Uh, I like when. Uh, she was bent over to get her gun and he was like, Oh, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs, he grabs her crotch. Oh, and then the, the scene where he tightened himself around the, around her yeah, arm cinched around. Oh, that freaked me out. I thought maybe she was going to lose her hand like Ash. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh no, that creeped me out a little bit. <laughs> what a, what a way to lose and your hand. A combination. Puppet, yeah. I know. Huh? Clench or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and I like how, um, 
I forget like when she first saw that it was missing and then all of a sudden it was on her hand just yeah. like with Ash and then just like with Ash they get into an insult fight what were you gonna say you <laughs> bastard <laughs> uh, you're the one with your hand up my poop shoot <laughs> and then when she first saw the puppet okay I've seen some seriously disturbing stuff recently but you are adorable <laughs> <laughs> for a moment anyways <laughs> and, and the just the way uh the puppet became so fierce. It, I think they even had a dog bark in there. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah. And, uh, but my favorite Jeez. part of the whole scene, can you guess what it was? Uh, face in the when, bedpan. When he put her face in the bedpan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> the, the, they showed that urine sloshing around and I guess we should have known something was going to happen. And then she's like gurgling into it and it was all super yellow. So, you know, it's like old and concentrated and <laughs> stinky <Aww>. as hell. <laughs> and probably ashes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I didn't even think about that. Uh huh. Oh, that so makes it nasty. even better. So <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay. My turn. Uh my number two is Ash. We've talked a lot about it, but a little bit more. I he he was pretending to be under Ball's spell, so I guess he he thought Ball was probably watching him. That's why he kept up the act. Even when, you know. Yeah. But also, um, if he was faking, well, he was faking. So, Ball, I guess, doesn't know for sure whether his powers are working. I guess he just sees it by observation. I, I was wondering why he lit the place on fire, I guess, for effect. I don't yeah, know. I was wondering about that, too. But it looked hella cool with his chainsaw. And then we didn't get a lot of lines because he barely talked. But we had a couple. Ball says... Ash, what are you doing? He goes, sorry, Bill. He played right in his way. <laughs> and then he pulls the trigger to shoot ball in the head and he's out of ammo and he says, crab apple. Mm-hmm. Or, but when Pablo punched him in the face through the wall, he just goes, oh, <laughs> so even <laughs> fake possessed Ash talks like that. He had a couple other lines, but those are my favorites. Yeah. I thought about Ash too. Um, he did. He's kind of like the reverse Ash. I mean, he didn't do the whole shoot first think later or what's the thing think never think never yeah shoot <laughs> think first, never think never because this time he was he's the guy with the plan i mean yeah whether it was he was you know whether yeah. it was intended to work out or not he had the plan he was and, and he then, was totally going according to the plan yeah. the whole time and at the end he never even threw a single punch him and ball never actually fought right so i was like i was disappointed in that part i was like come on man i want to see ash like take him on and beat him up and uh-huh. get kind of beat up himself but it's all about pablo it was cerebral ash that's what it was. <laughs> Measured, well thought out ash. That, that's an ash we don't see very often. Nope. No. <laughs> but it worked, I thought, because it was a simple plan for one thing. Yeah. 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 I'll just pretend to be yeah. on his side until they're both together and let Pablo do his thing. I think he looked more like a hero in this episode than any of the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And now it kind of makes sense, too, that when he saw Pablo arrive with kelly and ruby last episode that's right when he decided to start pretending that right he was on ball's side like okay phase two (laughs) all right where are we i think chris right yeah Yeah. um what just I, i wanted to say i forgot to mention when ash lit the place on fire and then right before that when he was dragging the his chainsaw along the wall that all enhanced the whole uh, slasher element to it for yeah. me. I know it doesn't make any yeah. sense that he lit it on fire, but it looked cool. Yeah. And uh, 
using the chainsaw to do all those things was great because the chainsaw is obviously not just for carving people up, but he can do all kinds of fun stuff with it. So that mm-hmm. was, that was great. Um, anyways, my number one was actually the puppet fight as well, which we've kind of talked about, but what I liked about it was that it made me laugh quite a bit, but also really uncomfortable at the same time sometimes because, uh, you know, it's, it, it is hilarious, like the, the bedpan and things like that, but also like, you know, the puppet bites her right in the crotch, which was, I just thought so weird. <laughs> and, and like, it made me start to think about how these actors have to act with a puppet on their arm. And yeah, so they're she kind was of, great. Yeah. she yeah. was really good, but they're doing the puppet, right. And they're doing their own characters and, and, and it really works really well. And, uh, they do fun stuff. Like at one point the puppet goes to almost walk away from her and she has to grab it with her other hand and, and drag it back. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's fun. Like they're making it like this, yeah. pu- like it's totally out of her control. But I, for some reason, start thinking about the, the actual acting process for doing sure. this. And I thought it was, I thought it looked cool and it must've been fun for them, but also kind of ridiculous. You know, they must be on set going like, what am I doing? I'm acting with <laughs> yeah, a puppet yeah. that's like biting me in the crotch and I'm trying to do my own character. And I, the whole thing I just thought is really, really awesome. So I don't know. The puppet fight was my favorite part of the episode. And I watched it like I watched just that scene like three or four times just because I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> so uh, I don't think the puppet's coming back, but it was it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it's all blown to bits now. But yeah, yeah it was funny and creepy and gross and scary all at the same time yeah all at the same time and when it when it turns around and it has the sharp teeth all of a sudden you're like oh my god now what's gonna happen yeah and when she blows it away there's a little bit of fluff along with the blood and guts yeah (laughs) Yeah. i wonder what the actress and uh, i wonder what the actors uh or wonder what their uh, reaction is when they first read it like when they're reading the script they're like what what excuse (laughs) me um director what do i have to do here Uh, I think it's like, oh my God, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he bites me in the crotch. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) From what we've heard from them when we've talked to them, it sounds like everything they do is just nothing but fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, on this show, too, it's not like it's unexpected. Well, exactly. Anything can happen. (laughs) All right, Rich. Ah, number one. Well, my number one was Pablo. Mm -hmm. I saved that one for the last because uh, I'm this. Shoot, I don't know what's going to happen now. I mean, he's the main character. I guess I wouldn't be too surprised if they really did kill him off. Maybe have him make a cameo or something in the last two episodes. But how are they going to solve this? What are they going to do over mm-hmm. the next two episodes? Well, that's how a really good question. I come don't back. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he regenerated he be, somehow. Is he going to re? Are they going to regenerate him? Is he going to be a deadite that they befriend? You know, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of different oh, possibilities. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just threw that one out there just now. Yeah. I'm like, because it, cha- it would be a change in the yeah. status quo. Of he the could series. come back like a, like a ghost, you know, or like it'd in be Star cool Wars. if he came back, yeah, yeah like, in like a half dead eye or something. <laughs> maybe he could be a spirit, or he could be the book. I was thinking that too. Well, maybe he's going to be in the book. Maybe the book has Pablo's face now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Pablo the book. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have just in like the last. 20 seconds come up with more ways to bring him back than I did when I was sitting around <laughs> thinking about it. So there's obviously tons of ways to bring Pablo back. I was like, maybe he'll just be resurrected somehow, or they'll do some stupid like soul transferred into a new body or something. And yeah. it'll sort of look like Pablo. Or I also started thinking maybe that wasn't really Pablo and they'll 
do a mm-hmm. switch on us or something like that. I don't know, but right. I like I like him going into the book. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and normally I'd say, oh, you can't. You know, if you fake us out like that, it kind of takes away from the stakes. But every episode they faked us out with Pablo, so somehow mm-hmm. that makes it all right with me. If yeah. they do it every time, then it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm not right. so much worried as I am just really curious what's going to happen there. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it, so that's my number one. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want Pablo to die. No, he's great. I think mm-hmm. it would be most surprising, actually, if he really was dead and off the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, at this point, I don't it. believe for a second that he's gone. So, yeah, we'll see. And we'll sad, see. can they afford to piss off the few viewers that they have? <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, on. what if a, what if twenty five percent of the viewers are only there for Pablo? That's not good, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So my number one. Um, well, I'm not sure about this, but I thought I'd bring it up. I, I, there's been, there was a callback to the ghost beaters thing. There was the powerful vagina line came back, the filthy and fine, the Jacksonville. I feel like it's starting to get a little, maybe a little tedious with some of this stuff that, um, and even the dead eye acting normal. And I mean, I like that too, but it's lost kind of its punch, you know, where she acts like his daughter and mm. cause they keep doing it over and over again. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I still feel like this show I'm enjoying it more than any other pretty much any other show on TV right now so this isn't like a huge complaint but I, I'm starting to feel like huh, maybe with this new showrunner it might be good to come in and shake things up a little start going in some new directions this series has been a lot about fan service so far bringing back elements that we love which is awesome but it would be cool also to just start um, I don't know. see but but they they are very original with it too so this is not a huge complaint but it's just more like, what do you guys, do you think it's getting stale at all or not really? Um, no, actually, I didn't think any of that. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, to I be mean, honest. Some of that stuff is just losing its punch for me when it's repeated over and over again. Yeah. Well, I can see what you're saying, but like, like in this episode where, uh, where Lacey did the thing where she pretended to be normal to coo in her father, the sheriff, and then killed him. That affected me more this episode than it has previously because, you know, being a father myself and mm-hmm. all, I was like, no, what are, what are you supposed to do, poor bastard? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, um, I'll say a different one then. So my actually, I think my favorite part of this episode may have been the puppet, but it, but I also really love the whole Lacey Deadite fight with Pablo because it was so abrupt and in your face yeah. and the can just like the movies you know and the way she was screaming and the whole look daddy a unicorn and then her laugh and yeah <laughs> uh the, and even when kelly wrapped her in the hose to kind of keep her at a distance that was kind of clever and she just had such a great scream and i think she's one of the better deadites we've seen on the show so i, I really love that and pablo being desperate grabbed the nearest weapon he could which was a staple gun and stapled her yeah head. i was like staples Man. in the face that's <laughs> total evil dead i enjoyed the staples and the hose bit was was really clever as well um i think i think you're right that was a really fun fight to watch and uh a little bit a little bit clever in the way it was staged so it was good yeah cool all right what about notes chris well the funniest bit of this episode for me uh was when ash put his face through the hole and ruby just punches it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he goes oh yeah he just goes oh but I mean, just it's like, you know, it, it, I feel like Ash puts his face through holes and walls and doors a lot and ends up getting punched a fair bit. Yeah. Um, uh, three Stooges style. Three yeah. Stooges. Exactly. Um, 
So, uh, let's see. Oh, Kelly and Pablo, they sort of had a moment near the beginning of this episode, right? Where they were talking a little bit and, yeah. uh, she was saying everything's going to be, be okay. Uh, so I feel like they were coming together a little bit and then it was all destroyed at the end when Pablo was cut in half. Yeah. She put her hand on his shoulder and it looked like it was going to be maybe a romantic moment just for a second. Yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't. No. Just teased us a tiny bit with a little bit yeah. of romance. No time for emotion here. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Pablo's food truck slash computer repair idea was hilarious <laughs> and weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I also liked how Ruby sort of blew it off at the beginning and then sort of respected it when they were hiding in the closet, unless she was just trying to get him to do what she wanted. But uh, she mentioned how all those customers are going to be lost if he's not around to serve them. So, <laughs> Yeah, and he uh, said, like, each day you spend as a mortal, you become a little more human. So that gives sort of maybe a possibility for Ruby to um, stick around longer and be mm -hmm. on, on their team. Yeah, more Which of a team player. I'm not player so sure now. I feel about that. Kind of like when you you don't trust her, but... Yeah, and then what's the, that was the other thing I had written down too. Sorry, Chris, I'm buttoning in here, but... Uh, no worries. What's going to happen with Ruby? I mean, now her mission's kind of been accomplished. That's you know right. What I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's becoming more human. And now, you know, what's she going to do? Is she going to tag along with the ghost beaters? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, what's her relationship with Linda going to be? Is Linda going to take her place? There's a lot of stuff. I think this is a pretty pivotal episode, to be honest. Yeah. I, I yeah, so. Now that you mentioned that, you're right. Her arc is sort of, at least that part is done. So maybe that's why they did that little bit about her becoming more human. So it'll be a struggle for her to try and become a good person maybe i don't know that sounds a little boring but well i'm sure they'll find a way to make it great yeah yeah i think so but i she could also maybe just be be done for a while like maybe she becomes mortal becomes human and wants <laughs> wants to live the quiet life and mm. decides that she doesn't want to be a ghost beater anymore and and moves on into something else i don't i don't necessarily say i want to see her leave the show or not be a part of it but maybe maybe she'll be off for a little while and then come back who knows yeah or maybe she'll just start trying to take over the world again. <laughs> That's true, too. You can yeah. do that. Maybe a small part of her grand plan. Oh, yes. It's the grand plan. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention was uh, I liked how Puppet Ash's chainsaw actually moved. The, mm -hmm. the blades on yeah. his chainsaw moved. That was cool, I thought. <laughs> well, it might just tickle. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it would do much. Felt but... chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was neat to see it spinning. You know, um, Ash said something towards the end, which my grandfather used to say all the time that made me laugh. His quote was, well, shit, fire to save matches. <laughs> or shit, fuzzy fire to save matches. My grandpa used to say that all the time. <laughs> Funny. Anything else, Rich? Uh, no, I think that was pretty much it. All right. Cool. That's it for me, too. Let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. It's not that easy being green. Having to spend each day the color of the leaves When I think it could be nicer Being red or yellow or gold Or something much more colorful like that All right, it's time for news about Evil Dead, and the first item here is that there is a comic coming out. In fact, there's a bunch of Evil Dead comics out there right now, but there's one coming out for the holiday season called Evil Dead 2 
Revenge of Krampus. And this is from Space Goat Publishing, who apparently owns the rights to Evil Dead 2 comic series, specifically Evil Dead 2. And this is the fifth book in their Revenge series. Now, the other uh, uh, the other books in the series are things like Evil Dead 2, The Revenge of Dracula, or Evil Dead 2, Revenge of Jack the Ripper. So they have Ash fighting these other characters including Hitler. There's Revenge of Hitler. So <laughs> if you want to see that, it's out there. But coming out in uh, December is Revenge of Krampus. And from Space Goat's website, it is described as Christmas Eve. And as usual, Ash is alone with a TV dinner, a bottle of bourbon, and the Skinamax channel on cable. This silent <laughs> night... <laughs> this silent night gets unholy when Krampus shows up to take away a neighbor kid. It's up to Ash to ring his silver bells and maybe end up under the mistletoe with a grateful mom. So there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I never there's... saw that movie, but I heard that it was kind of similar to Evil Dead. Yeah, kind of. I saw Krampus not too long ago, four or five months ago. It was actually pretty good. Oh, wow. No, I've never seen it either, but something we should watch maybe. Um, if, yeah, maybe. if you're into Evil Dead comics, again, there's lots from Space Ghost Publishing uh, Evil Dead 2, Beyond Dead by Dawn, Cradle of the Damned, um, Tales of the Ex Mortis. There's plenty of them. If you want to find out more, visit spa spacegoatpublishing.com. That's goat like the animal. Uh, now, Ash, he's he recently made an appearance in a Family Guy mobile video game, which <laughs> I don't know how we didn't see this earlier, but this was uh, released on Halloween. There's a Family Guy, the TV show, the animated TV show. There's a Family Guy game called The Quest for Stuff. And Ash recently appeared in the game as part of their Halloween version of it. So the deal was Sheriff Peter Griffin w was battling supernatural forces alongside Ash and a few other characters from popular horror properties uh, like Billy the Puppet from Saw and Leprechaun from Leprechaun. And uh, so if you're into that, you can find out more at tinyco, T-I-N-Y-C-O.com, and it's available for iOS and Android. Uh, but Ash makes an appearance alongside Peter Griffin, which is a weird combination, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Man, <laughs> so, all these matchups. When are they going to have the classic, Ash versus Freddy? Come on, man. I know. Yeah. They, they were they supposed do. to do Ash versus Freddy versus Jason, but <clears throat> never yeah, happened. Never, never happened, no. Um, so... Uh, next up is uh, a little bit more Sam Raimi news, but uh, I didn't realize this, you guys, but this movie or this summer, there was a movie out called Don't Breathe, and I haven't seen it, but apparently it was pretty good. It was directed by Fede Alvarez, and it starred mm. Jane Levy, so the team behind the Evil Dead remake that we all watched recently, and it was mm. produced by Ooh. Sam Raimi, so the whole the whole gang was there, and uh so I'm I'm curious to see it now, but they've been talking about a sequel to it already because the movie did really well in theaters this summer. It was, had a very low budget and made over a hundred million bucks, I think. Wow! And I didn't. I don't even really know anything about that. I What's know, the what is it about? So it's about some kids or teenagers who decide to rob the house of a blind guy. They figure it'll be super easy to rob a blind oh. person. He's got a whole bunch of money stashed away. And, uh, you know, stuff happens and I guess he fights back, but, uh, but apparently it's a, it's a really good movie and it sort of flew under the radar, but made a lot of money. So, um, something I'm curious to see now if, if it's still around, 
but they but uh, they were talking about the a sequel, and Alvarez said, "Right now we don't have don't or right now we have don't breathe too as something we really want to do." The challenge, obviously, is we just don't want to do the same movie again and just have a number two in it. We had an idea that we got really excited about. We won't tell you what it is. It'll spoil the whole thing. But then Sam Raimi chimed in and he said, it's the greatest idea for a sequel I've ever had. I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so gotta check that one out. Yeah, gotta that's check cool. That I remember, out. you know, now that you mentioned it, I, I now remember the seeing the advertisements for it. Mm-hmm. I probably I saw them, it. but I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's weird that it's it was so uh, difficult to come by, but I think they made it for like twenty million, and it made one hundred and forty or something like that. So mm. uh, wow. don't don't quote me on those. I'm just making that up. But it made a lot of money, so I'm gonna I'm gonna seek it out. And it sounds like we'll be getting a, a sequel to it um, with uh, with the whole team, hopefully. Yeah, put it on um, Netflix. Yeah, get it on there. Uh, and then one more thing that is uh, I'd. S- say it's stretching the boundary of Evil Dead news a little bit. I apologize, but Sam Raimi has been involved as a producer on this potential movie based on The Last of Us, the popular video game. Yeah. And Jason, I think you've played the game, right? Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I read the news you're saying. It's not good news. It's not good news. So (laughs) he's been a producer on the film, but his company, which is Ghost House Pictures, does not control the rights and uh, there has not been any progress on the game in a couple of, or sorry, on the movie in a couple of years now. So Ramey said, yes, I'm attached to it. I'm not too sure what that means, though. Right now, it's just sitting there. They don't want to move forward, and it's not my place to say why. And Neil, who's Neil Druckmann, the game's creative director and screenwriter on the movie, uh, and Neil, I think, is in a slight disagreement with them about how things should go so that it's, it's at a standstill and I don't have the power to move it forward. And, uh, yeah, Neil, this Neil Druckmann guy says there's been no work on it in nearly two years. So kind of sad if you're a big fan of the last of us, but maybe they can get it off the ground, but it's not good news for now. Maybe the thing about that game. I mean, this is one of the best, my favorite games ever top five easy. It's, it's one of my favorite zombie games too. And it's so cinematic. The voice acting is really good. The whole motion capture, and the storytelling that it feels like you're in a movie already. So, I mean, it would be great to have a movie of it, but really if just play the game. Yeah. (laughs) I have, you know, listeners of my other podcast write in all the time and tell me I I should play this game because it's so fantastic. And I, I sort of have meant to, but I don't have a PlayStation and would have to sort that out first. But I've, I've watched the cinematic elements from the beginning of the game. So I Uh actually know what happens in the first 15 or 20 minutes, um, which might be a bit of a spoiler, but uh, it does look amazing. And I, I do think I'd like to play it someday because I, all I hear from people like you and, and everybody else is, is how fantastic it is. Yep. Well, Christmas is right around the corner, Chris. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to trade in the Xbox or add to the collection of video game systems. I have got to have one of each in, in this day and age. You do if you want to experience all the best games. Like I have time for that, but I can dream. (laughs) So, uh, and that's it for the news this week. Nice. All right, let's move on to listener feedback. (laughs) Uh, Rich, why don't you go first? All right. From Brian Campbell, he writes, uh, what is reality? What is not reality? Hard to tell in the world of Ash. 
Note to self, electroshock therapy is ineffective on ketamine-resistant patients. <laughs> Ball's got his work cut out for him trying to get into Ash's head. Uh, would have loved to see a little more frustration on Ball's part as Ash resisted. Other than that, it was an okay episode, if not just a little of a pause before Ball unleashed holy hell in the form of evil Ash. <laughs> this is before this week's episode came out, as usual. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Brian. Grippy Bob Davolino says, reminded me of the 12 Monkeys movie, The Asylum Part with Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. And I haven't seen yeah. 12 Monkeys in so long. Me but, neither, actually, yeah. But good movie, I remember. I remember enjoying it. I'll have to watch that again. Uh, Richard Lee Higgs writes, I have just listened to Dana DiLorenzo on Evil Dead cast. So pumped for the rest of the season after hearing it. That's awesome. <laughs> She got me excited too. I gotta say, she yeah. was so enthusiastic. I was I was ready to watch the rest of it right away after talking to her. Right, totally. Even though it was all a lie. Yeah, <laughs> all a lie. <laughs> but it made it that much better. All right, we have an email from Scott Pike. He writes, "I just finished watching episode two hundred and eight on the Stars app. Man, what an episode! We can't say they didn't warn us or foreshadow Pablo's death enough." but man, at least he went out epically. I'll just get this out of the way at the start. This was definitely the greatest episode so far. I've spoken about the balance of this show with elements that have been in the series since the second movie and to varying degrees in each episode of the show. Those were slapstick comedy, splatter gore and horror suspense, suspense actual fear. But there's one element that was mostly absent this year as we mostly dealt with characters hardened to death of people, and that is emotion. Emotion and the horror and suspense when we and the characters actually care about a death scene is what separates this episode from so many others in this series. These deaths haven't been there since the last three and first two episodes of season one and the second Evil Dead movie. The episode had the missing fourth element and man that makes all the difference in how much more effective and horrifying and gut-wrenching everything else is. Hmm. Except, except he'll it, be back next episode. Yeah, except is it bad that none of us actually believe that he's dead? That's, I mean, I, I get what you're saying for sure. Because, it, you know, to see him uh, in half with his guts hanging out, it was like, oh, shit. That was a different feeling than we've had lately, you know? But then it, yeah. I, it very soon started going, okay, he's got to be back. Yeah. <laughs> well, And all that foreshadowing, too, is just kind of like, oh, he's dead again. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that could have just been fake outs for this real one. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe he really is. We'll dead. see. Okay. And then we have one call. It's Idris from Orlando. What's up, guys? It's Idris. And um, yeah, I watched the latest episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And I have to say, this is probably the least funny episode, even though there were a couple of funny moments sprinkled out uh, throughout it. Um, I found this episode to be really just actually scary because demons don't scare me supernatural things don't scare me i think being locked up in a dirty dingy you know lead paint peeling building where you can't escape where people torture through electricity and 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 cattle prods and locking you up and putting you in in um straight jackets are just it's just one of the scariest things in the world to me so this episode actually was terrifying for me and um, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm crazy or stupid like Ash, but for some reason I found. I mean, it's probably just um, it's probably just 
the the actress is just beautiful in general. So no matter no matter how much cake and nastiness you could put on her, she looks nasty. But I found Kelly just super hot. I don't know what it is. I think she's hot <laughs> normally, but even with all that nastiness and that cake, she still was hot. But that whole finger breaking scene, oh, just oh, I don't know. But this this was a good episode. If, if I had to rate it on the horror. It gave me a, a eight out of ten in horror. I don't get scared or freaked out by much, and this episode did it to me. Great episode, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the podcast. And I want to say one thing. I don't know if you guys ever watch Hercules, the Lever- the Legend Continue, or any of Xena stuff. But the guy who plays Ball, he was Strife, uh, Olympian god of strife. And I recognized his face, and I looked it up, and that was him. But anyways, love the show. And I uh, can't wait to listen to you guys. Take care. Cool. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Idris, I don't know if you uh, watched it on Walking Deadcast like uh, six months ago or a year ago. We covered a movie called Old Boy where this it's this really fucked up Korean movie where this like guy gets kidnapped and and imprisoned in a hotel room for like 30 years and he doesn't know why. I bet you that would freak you out. Oh, man. You should watch that. <laughs> Sounds freaky just listening to this. Yeah. It's a fantastic it, movie. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for listener feedback. Now it's time for next week on Ash vs. Evil Dead. All right. Next episode is titled Home Again. Ash, distraught about losing Pablo, is determined to bring him back. Ruby and Kelly tag along as they... T- Travel back. Oh, wow. Travel back in time to make sure young Ash never sees the Necronomicon. Whoa. Holy cow. (laughs) Travel back in time. What? (laughs) Can you read that again? Yeah. (laughs) I I was surprised when I was reading it. Okay. It's titled Home Again. Ash, distraught about losing Pablo, is determined to bring him back. Ruby and Kelly Uh, tag along as they travel back in time to make sure young Ash never sees the Necronomicon. This is why, this is how um, Pablo's coming back. There we go. None of us guessed it. I know. (laughs) Back in time. Well, we've been talking about time travel. Yeah. Wanting to see it a little bit. We're going to see little kid Ash. Oh, man. Oh, I wonder if they're (laughs) going to put in uh, scenes from the original movies. Right. How can they do that? Jeez. I never, I never imagined there'd be time travel. I can't believe that we didn't think of that, though. I mean, we've sort of had it before, so... Wow. We're so two-dimensional, man. (laughs) Hey, this is like a totally left turn, so I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, holy cow. All right, that's our show, episode 24. Thanks for listening, everybody. We totally appreciate it. If you want to give us a call, like brave mr idris did you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD that's 650-485-3323 or actually the way he did it was he sent us a voice message through his uh, voice memos app which is why it was nice and clear so you can do that too you can also email us at groovy at podcastica.com and you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evil deadcast or at evil deadcast on twitter Please check out our other shows on the Podcastica network at podcastica.com. You can find my Walking Dead podcast there, and you can find Chris's at talkingdeadpodcast.com. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Look, guys, a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs>